Welcome to Fraud Busting. I'm Tracy Brown, the Fraud Busting Body Language Expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion dollar business deals. It's time to dive in so you can beat the fraudsters at their own game and build your bottom line. We are in for such a treat. I have Mary Kelly with us and she has this bio. I'm going to have to read it because it is so amazingly awesome that I don't want to screw it up. So Mary Kelly improves profit and growth in businesses. She is an economist, corporate strategist, leadership development expert. Mary translates economic data that uh, leaders can use to make the right decisions for their business. She's cited all the time, I mean like everywhere, Money Magazine, Forbes, Success, uh, Wall Street Journal, over 500 TV and radio stations. Here's what I like about Mary so much is that she translates theory into action. That's what she's going to do for us here today. Here's the cool stuff. She was one of the first women to graduate from the Naval Academy. She served 21 years as a commissioned officer on active duty in the Navy. Some of her favorite jobs included being an intelligence officer. She's very top secret a counterterrorism officer, chief of police, HR director, running pay and personnel organizations, and being part of the team of in charge of Pearl Harbor. Like, how awesome is that? She's got a PhD, but you got two PhDs, don't you, Mary? Are you underselling yourself here? Uh, kind of, sort of, but nobody really cares about the political science one. I think it's cool. I'm, I'm going to go with two. Okay. Oh, she's a professor at the Naval Academy and at the Air Force Academy. She grew up in a small business family, started working trade shows when she was 10. I mean, there's a lot to learn just from that. Author of 13 business leadership books. A lot of them. We will talk about all those because she's got a new one out. I'm going to let her talk about that in a little bit. And so, Mary, I am so thrilled that you're with us. Welcome. Hey, I'm so excited to be here today, especially during this time of great uncertainty. And for some people, this is the great virus crisis. Isn't it, though? It is It is crazy. So before we jump into the hard stuff, because I know that you're going to have some cutting-edge info for us, like really uh, things we all need to know and put into action, what is one thing? I mean, we've talked a lot about things that everybody knows about you, or at least the cool people. Um, <laughs> what... What is one thing people don't know about you? It might be a little bit surprising. I wanted to be a small town veterinarian. When I was a kid, I read all the James Harriet books, you know, all creatures great and small, all that. And being home now with this virus crisis, because we all have to turn off the news at some point and get a sense of reality. So my favorite channel right now is the vet channel. You know, it's like world geography or one of those nature channels. And um, so now I feel real comfortable delivering a cow's baby. I do oh. feel comfortable <laughs> working a calf. Well, I hope you're not called to do that uh, soon, but you know, in what we're, what's going on right now, you could be. So stay ready. Keep your skills sharp. That's what I would probably suggest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we don't know, you know, we don't know what kind of jobs we're going to be called on to do in the future. And right now, this is where we all have to be sharpening our saw. And, you know, I just chose a totally different path uh, than what a lot of us do. So there you have it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you do live in the country, so be ready. Be on call. When nine one someone dials 911, it might ring at your house. So, <laughs> all right, let's get down into it. Um, we're going to talk about fraud. And really, uh, why I wanted to have you on the show is, is that you have this really unique um, 
perspective. Like you're always the one I call when I need some truth in, in trying to understand what's going on in the world. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're finding with uh, fraud out there, like the macro impact. And then let's, let's dial it down into what people need to be doing um, in light of everything that's going on now, because it's different than two weeks ago. It is different. And so a couple things. First, anytime there is a time of scarcity where people are feeling afraid and vulnerable, they are looking for a solution, which means they are going online and they're finding a solution that they think is going to solve their problem. Oh my goodness, I suddenly need disinfecting wipes only to find out, you know, it's newspaper that's, you know, been wetted down. Uh, right now, is a time where the bad people on the planet are taking advantage of fairly decent people who are looking for solutions. So as a fraud expert, it is more important right now for you than at any other time because you have to be warning people about all the scams, the, the monsters out there who are preying not only on you know older people and hi, we're, we're calling because there's a virus in your computer, give us control of your computer and all of that, but we've really gotta be, in this time of crisis, you think that people would pull together? No. What happens is it creates a scarcity mentality. And if you are a person who preys on other people, who perpetuates fraud, and you are a criminal, now is when you are kicking it into high gear because people are scared. Well, they are. And so wh what do you think about where's the line between someone who was a good person or maybe is a good person and then steps over what's the what's the tipping point there have you seen anything on that so the tipping points come at all levels and as we know criminal behavior does not get limited to uh, people in masks who are breaking into your house, although that will increase as people get more and more desperate when we're looking at again uh, a 3.6 or 7% unemployment rate, and they're saying that it could pop up to 30%, people are going to get scared. And this is going to cause normal law-abiding people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. So, and it's little stuff, like let's say a package gets delivered to your house and it's not intended for you, um, but yeah, it says there's toilet paper inside, you kind of keep the package. Oh, those, so, those, big, those big boxes that don't weigh much, that's what you're telling us. <laughs> That's it. So people who would normally be law-abiding people tend to think certain behaviors are okay during a time of crisis. And people like us need to just remind people that when you come out of this, you also want to have your dignity and your self-respect and you still want your neighbors to like you and you don't want to be that person that the neighborhood now accuses of uh, stealing their toilet paper. Right. Well, there's karma that goes with it. So um, what, what else are you seeing? So we got good people just stepping over the line just a little bit. Um, and, and that'll happen in, in your neighborhood. How is this for business owners? What are they gonna need to um, shore up if they haven't already? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Like, we can talk about that. We can talk about the impact to business um, and how that ends up affecting all of us. So what, what are you finding out there? So I want to go big picture for a couple seconds, then I want to bring it on down to what our individual business owners and individuals and our friends can do to protect their own business, their own budgets, their own homes, keep their finances secure, look out for their retirement, all of that. So first off, with this pandemic that is hitting the global supply chain as well as not, it really doesn't understand boundaries, this pandemic, this virus. 
but it kind of does. So as something to handle, we know that we have to try to contain it within boundaries. But the reality is a virus does not care if you are breathing, standing on the state of the border between Colorado and Kansas, it does not care. And we know that right now, the in my mind, the economic implications of this is going to kill, and I do mean kill, more people than the actual virus. Right now in the United States, we're looking at, let's just say um, at the time of this taping, around 600 people who have actually died. Well, how many more people are dying because um, they aren't getting adequate food because they don't have the income, because their businesses are failing? We're gonna see an increase of suicide. We're going to see as the economic impacts become even more severe and people get more desperate that that macroeconomic level is going to increase. And businesses don't know how to proceed. Again, this is uncharted territory for everybody. We've never been in a situation where will the federal government bail us out if we're not one of these categories that they used to bail out, let's say, in the early 80s um, with uh, Chevrolet or, uh, or the banks after the fall of uh, the, uh, the scandal in Texas um, in the late 80s. Yeah, and, savings and loan scandal, yeah. Yeah. And the federal government did bail out a lot of financial institutions after the last recession of 2007 through 2009. And so companies don't really realize or have an idea of, is the government going to help us? Should we count on the government? What's the next step? So there's a lot of uncertainty. And whenever there's uncertainty, there's unproductivity. And whenever there's that, everything that people normally do well, which is doing their business, tends to stop. So as business owners, we have to do a couple things. Number one, we have to know what it is, the, what it is the government might be able to do for us, but what we can do for ourselves as well. Number two, approach your financial institution now. The Federal Reserve just cut rates to 0%. Now that doesn't mean you're going to get a loan for 0%. What that means is that there is more available loanable funds that financial institutions, your bank, your credit unions can loan out to you. Number three, if you don't have a great relationship with your bank, you probably have some kind of banker on your side, somebody who is your financial advisor. Maybe you're with one of the big financial institutions, um, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, whoever, and you can go to them and say, hey, I would like to get a line of credit. Now, this is a key thing. We all know for business people, it is easy to get a loan when you don't need the loan. Isn't it though? And we all know that, you know, it's one of those things where if you're wealthy, it's really easy to get a loan. Mm -hmm. If you're not so wealthy, you don't. Now may be the time for small businesses to go to their financial institutions and get a loan for a couple things. And here's how I would use that loan. First, in my business, I am making sure my people get paid. That's critical for me to make sure my business continues and keeping your people as long as you can, as long as they are performing. If they're just sitting at home not doing anything for you, that's not necessarily something to be paid for. However, if they are home because they're on sick leave and you promise to pay sick leave, then you need to be paying sick leave. But keeping people in the certainty category during a crisis does a few things. First, it gives people the disposable income they need to continue to buy the things they need. Disposable income is the money you get to keep after taxes. Number two, it keeps your business going. And number three, it increases your employee loyalty as we get through those crises. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. So uh, relationships first with the bank. Don't wait. The government ain't going to come knocking at your door to give you money they're gonna use uh, a lot of times channels that are already there, but you need to make sure that you have the relationship 
going. So uh, you move the first in line when it comes time uh, for any for any uh, bailout money or or programs or whatever the the case may be. So um, let's see. So so we know that frauds happen right in front of in front of us, and we know that we can mitigate that by uh, by certainty. So um, let's see. Tell me. What are some of the things that we need to look for specifically about places where money can disappear out, oh, of, out of our business? Such a good question. So one of the things I'm advising all of my uh, clients to do right now is take, and people can do this too. So we're talking about the overarching business as well as individuals. First, take a, if you haven't in a while, because frankly, we've been able to get by because the economy has been doing so well for so long, 12 years of unprecedented growth. There are certain things that we bought or subscribed to, and the subscription is key. What have you subscribed to in the last 12 years that you don't even realize you subscribed to? Number one, right? Look at all of your, right? We've all done it. Yeah. Look at all of your business expenses, number one, and that includes all of your subs subscriptions. Look at what I actually need to spend money on, the must-haves. And then you look at everything else, and that's a nice-to-have. It is not a necessity. It is a luxury item. And now in your business as well as your home life is a time to probably cut those luxury items, not because you're feeling the pinch right now, but because we kind of do have to hunker in for the long haul. So, and the, one of the easiest ways is to look at all of your monthly subscriptions, go to your credit cards, go to your bank statements. And if you don't recognize what those things are and they don't immediately add value to your business, you may want to think about transitioning to something else or one of my personal favorites, call up that business and just say, hey, and this could be your cable, this could be whatever subscription you have. Hey, I noticed I'm paying this rate for this. And now is not a really good time for me to be paying this. Um, I'm thinking about canceling. What can you do for me now? Oh, there you go. Try to talk them down. Love that's that. it. And most businesses, because they want to keep you as a client and they want to be a good person and a good business, and we all are in it together, they will work with you in order to either defer payment or perhaps continue the service you're getting at a lower rate. Number two, the same is true with your credit cards call up your credit card company and just be nice. Because again, the person answering the phone may be working from home too, their kids are trying to do school, and these are people who can help you. And you call up and you can say, and again, your business, an individual, anybody can do this with a credit card. Hi, my name is, and I noticed my APR, my annual percentage rate is maybe at 18%. And right now, I think I'm gonna be using my credit cards more. Can you help me adjust that APR now? They're gonna say either yes or no. If they say yes, fantastic, yay you. You just saved yourself some money. If they say no, be super nice and ask to talk to a supervisor. Is there someone else there who may be able to look at my account and help me with this? Be nice. Oh, I like that line, say that again. Oh, sure, is there someone else there who could help me look at my account and um, possibly help me with a lower APR? And they're again gonna either say yes or they're gonna say no. If you get a yes, Yay you, you've just again saved yourself some money. If they say no, there's nobody else here right now, say thank you so much, have a good day, be super nice. They, they're, they have a tough job, so be nice to these people. Wait five minutes and call back. You're gonna get somebody else. I know, so, huh? Right? So that's, that, those are two easy things that people can do right now in order to save themselves some money and position themselves for the future. And again, back to the budget for just a second. If you are a home, 
um, or a small business and you're kind of like, you know what, I know I was supposed to do those budget things before, but I kind of never did. Um, Tracy, as you know, I have these for free on my website. Anybody? Oh, can yeah, yeah. Give us, tell us a little bit about that and where people can get your budget tools. You have a lot of tools that are really cool. So t tell us about that. So uh, thanks for that. Um, I have a couple budget tools and right now, uh, they are on my website, which is ProductiveLeaders.com, ProductiveLeaders.com, because, you know, who wants an unproductive leader? Exactly. And do forward slash free, and my free resources come up, and it's everything from how to just craft your expense report, and it's a downloadable Excel spreadsheet. There's no sign-in. There's no anything. You download it to your computer. It's all you, and there's one for home. There's one for solopreneurs. There's one for single people and you fill in the blanks. It does the math for you. And it's a great time to just get a good snapshot of where you are right now. And again, some of those things you could be able to cut. Well, yeah. And, and it's all about creating certainty so that like you're saving yourself money and creating a bubble around you or a aura around you of certainty. That's going to lead to different decisions and it's going to lead to different vibes with your um, with your employees, like the and even your family, like the people that depend on you. And keep uh, keep keep yourself safe that way um, by creating the energy that that you want to have and protect yourself that way. And budgets need to be a family affair. And you know, you and I both grew up in Texas, mm -hmm. and in Texas we do have a large Hispanic. Uh, population. And so my Money Smart book, that's the best-selling uh, personal finance book I wrote a couple years ago. Uh, when people go to the store on ProductiveLeaders.com, that version is in Spanish and it is always free. Oh, and wow. I, started, I started doing that because, again, my friends in the Hispanic community said there's a higher level of mistrust. And this is certainly something I think we're going to see moving forward is people are going to be a little bit more suspicious of advice they get or tools they can use. And so the idea behind that was making it just free forever to the Hispanic community in an effort to help them get their finances in order as well. Well, and, and you've used this with the cadets at the Air Force Academy. I think you've told me uh, just helping helping people button themselves up so you actually know what's going on because uncertainty is really what creates the risk uh, in really what we're going through now. And That's so- I mean, there's so much uncertainty, like give yourself as much as you can, uh, just, you know, starting at home. That's right. And we know that action trumps fear. Mm -hmm. We know that when you can take action and plan for your own budget, you say, okay, I've got a level of control over all the crazy that is going on right now. Anytime people say, I feel overwhelmed, you know, my first thing is, okay, let's make a list. Mm -hmm. Because you have to make a list of action steps. Action steps are things you can cross off that list. And even if it starts with something small, and you know, every single day of my life, I use my productivity sheet of things to do, follow up. This is my way of, and it's again, free on the website. This is my way of keeping control over those things we can control and not worrying about some of the other things. And part of that is if you think you're gonna make a purchase because it's going to solve a problem, oh, this is going to be a mask or a ventilator that's going to help you just in case. Again, you're the queen of fraud. Please put it down on the list and then let it sit for a while. If you see an ad on social media and it seems too good to be true, it probably is. There are people who are buying things online because they're desperate and then these things never arrive. Please don't fall into those traps. Please do not allow fear to trump your action. Action needs to trump fear. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, um, so, we're, so we're moving people to action. We know the risks of fraud. I know you were the chief of police in um, 
in Hawaii, in Pearl Harbor. Mary, was the, she, she's got these stories that are amazing. I want to get a, maybe one or two right now because what, what we want to do is, is, is leave people with uh, like something they can look for with their employees because like, we, we don't want to be too suspicious, but we want to keep our eyes open. So uh, fraud is born of lies. How did you use to spot lies uh, when you were dealing with uh, some of the things you dealt with? And like, did you have any fraud cases that, that came in front of you? Like, tell me a little bit about chief of police, like top secret stuff. How can we use that information now for ourselves? Right. So the smarter you are, the more clever you are generally in terms of trying to rip other people off. Oh. And that's what... And that's one of the things I found that first off, a lot of criminals are just going to throw stuff out there to see, Hey, is anybody actually going to buy this? You know, is anybody going and buy into it? Am I be fooled by me? And the answer is there's a lot of it out there and 98% of the people or whatever will say, okay, that's clearly just not true. Um, I'm not going to buy into that. But again, in times of desperation, that 98% or whatever falls. So people are more susceptible to lies because they want to believe other people have their solution. So the smarter people, um, that white collar crime, that it's very different from the person who, who, you know, takes a screen off a window and breaks into your house. That doesn't take a whole lot of brain power. All they do is they watch your house to see when you're not there. Um, they hope that you don't have a big Doberman and then they bust into your house. That doesn't take a whole lot of brain power. But the people who are cleverly trying to rip you off and manipulate you in a way that you are susceptible, they are going to be looking at your social media. What are your fears? What are your pain points? What's going on? So one of the funnier aspects I had was somebody who, um, this started way before there was a social media online and a presence, but it, were, it was people who were masquerading as soldiers and sailors in the Persian Gulf and oh I need this help you know I need desperately need this money and now that has kind of gone mainstream on social media but back in the day people would make phone calls and say hey you know um, Mrs. So-and-so I know you've got um, a sailor who's also um, you know serving in the military so you might be uh, sympathetic to my situation this is what I need and they would call up and they would get people to give them money oh wow it's horrifying so again if people are calling you for money put the phone down Put the phone down um, and hang up. Do not fall for this. Anybody who is probably legitimate is probably not going to call you for money. If it's not an organization you know, such as your own church, and even so, verify that with everybody. Be really careful so that you don't fall prey to something that you very well intentioned, are trying to help other people, and you just get suckered into a scam. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh. Careful with the background there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was gonna go right over. Um, any any like little tip off? So so clearly people asking for money, people using a form of prestige, which I think uh, at this point in society, I think military or even retired military is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, any other little tells that that you picked up along the way in some of your interrogations that that people can just watch for. Uh, like like within within their circle within their sphere um, of maybe it's employees vendors um, customers those kinds of things any like one last little tip so you're the queen of course of the body language and you know that when people shift their eyes left and right I mean all those other things that you teach all the time yeah a shift in behavior like a shift in general behavior a shift in general behavior or a change in the pattern of behavior mm -hmm. so if somebody is suddenly showing up 
late all the time, drastically unfocused, that's a sign of perhaps some kind of dependency. A dependency is going to drive desperation. And we all know that. So watch for signs with your people, and I'm talking to people mostly around you, to make sure that those people feel, um, feel as though you care about them, because you do, but also look for signs of that desperation that's morphed into something else. Um, and I will tell you that one of my, in one of my cases, I was walking through work and I saw one of my young people and they seemed a little bit off. So what we do in the military is uh, chief, and that's your senior enlisted person, um, go find out what is going on with that person. I said, it looks to me like there's, there's a drug issue. Um, just because the eyes were glazed over, they were moving a little bit slower, they weren't responsive, they seemed unfocused, and it may not be what you think. You know, and again, from a chief of police background, sometimes you think, oh, it must be drugs. Well, it kind of was, but not in a way you might think. Um, this young person had uh, decided that they needed to get control of their life, and they were working out a lot, but they were also... Um, triplicating the amount of weight loss medication they were taking. Oh. And it was creating uh, hallucinations. So again, we have to be really, and so that could have morphed into all kinds of other things. Um, there were some other behaviors that wound up happening and we had to um, step in. But normal people during desperate times sometimes resort to desperate things. And this is where we as leaders really have to step up. And sometimes it is not intended to be criminal, but we have to be alert to any small changes in people around us so that we can be there to be supportive. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's going to help everyone in the end. It, it, it really is. So Mary, is there anything I haven't asked you that is one like final parting comment that's just going to blow people away? So the economy is made up of our GDP, which is our consumer expenditures, plus our business expenditures, plus government expenditures, plus our exports minus our imports. In a time of crisis, we're all holed up in our house. Our consumer expenditures have gone down. Our business investment has gone down, but our government expenditures is going up. Even as we speak, they're trying to discuss how this is gonna work. Our exports are going down. Our imports are going down, which means our GDP, our gross domestic product for the year is going down. So if you are in a position to spend more money right now, do that. Go out and spend some money. Keep the economy humming. Don't be afraid if you know you've got continued income to spend that money because in the, in the end, that's going to help all of us. Continue to build your business. Continue to make smart decisions. Reach out to your friends. Support your friends. And let's get through this together. All right, Mary, tell us about your latest release. So on an economic level, we know that before this whole crisis happened, about 10,000 baby boomers a day were retiring. Now with the stock market way down, a lot of those people are not retiring, but we are seeing more and more transitions. So about a year and a half ago, Meredith Elliott Powell, who you also know, who's also amazing. Love her. She's great. We got together and wrote this book called Who Comes Next? Leadership Succession Planning Made Easy. And what's exciting to me about this is, Tracy, you know I love forms and checklists and templates I and know. things like that. So the book, Who Comes Next, is on Amazon, but we also put together a tools library. So this is the actual tools that we use, the forms and everything like that. When we go into corporations and we work with their teams on creating a succession plan, those are the exact things we use. And that is also available to folks. Um, and right now, just for your people, if they decide they do want that book on Amazon, um, I will send them the e-version of the workbook for free. Just send me the receipt and I will send you the e-version 
that retails for 30 bucks and I will send it to you to your folks for free. Oh, I love it. Mary, you are fantastic. Thank you so much. Again, uh, it's, it's uh, productiveleaders.com slash free to get all of Mary's tools. She is an amazing resource. Make sure you reach out to her. She's also a great speaker. When you need an economist who's not boring, call Mary. Hey, it's my pleasure, Tracy. You're doing a great service for so many people. Let's keep people fraud free. We will. We will. And uh, thank you so much. I hope you can come back and join us sometime. I would love to, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Have a great rest of the year. All right. I'm gonna. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.